on this edition of Life on the Run. Learn to pray in faith. God has given everyone sitting in this room, according to Romans chapter 12, the measure of faith. Nobody got jit. Everybody got the same measure of faith. Life moves fast, and we don't often take a moment to hit the brakes and slow down. Do you want to take your life and your faith to the next level? Join as he shines a light on what it truly means to love God, serve people, and share Christ in your area of influence. This is Life on the Run, a weekly podcast designed to help more people find true life in Jesus Christ. So this morning we're going to talk on my favorite subject, prayer. So... Um... That is my, one of my most favorite things to talk about. But before we get started, I want you to, at the top of your paper, write one, two, three, four, five. Okay? One, two, three, four, five. And here's my question for you this morning. Are you a crisis prayer? That's number one. Number two, are you a nominal prayer or an occasional prayer? Number three, are you a consistent prayer? Number four, are you a passionate prayer, easily given to prayer, where you pray on a daily basis? Or are you an intercessory prayer? You not only pray consistently, you not only pray passionately, you stand in the gap for others. Or are you somewhere in between? Okay, so circle the one where you're at right now. Are you, number one, a crisis prayer? Number two, a nominal prayer? Number three, a consistent prayer? Number four, a passionate prayer? Or number five, an intercessory prayer? So my prayer this morning is that as we learn together, we will grow together, we will develop in our prayer life, and we won't ever be satisfied where we're at in our prayer life, that we will be growing and praying and learning and communicating with God until our very last final breath. And I pray my last breath is, Lord, here I come. You know, we need to be so in tune with God and him so in tune with us that we know that every moment of our day is covered and that we're passionate about what he's doing in our lives. So this morning we're going to call this Essentials of Prayer. And we're going to start with the basic principles in prayer. There are just a few basic principles. The principles of prayer can be taught but in order to function in them, you have to catch them. You have to activate them. You have to experience them. So if you are not praying or you're a crisis prayer where you wait to pray until you have a family emergency, I pray that you will go past that and learn to begin to grow and begin to spread your wings in prayer. So number one, we have to learn to pray the word. God's word tells us that this is our sword, okay? This is a powerful weapon. The words in it are God-breathed. And when we pray God's word, we are taking the sword of the spirit and we're using it in prayer. Once I learned how to do this, my prayer life changed forever and I would never go back to the crisis praying of God, please do something. And that's okay. 
if you're brand new in the faith, if you've never really prayed before. But God wants us to go past that and begin to use his word. Hebrews chapter 4 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner and the thoughts of the intent of the heart. So that is how powerful the word is in our life. And so when we pray, we need to go to God and say, God, I thank you that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, through his stripes that First Peter talks about, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Or whoever you're standing in the gap for is healed. I thank you that there is healing in the name of Jesus. I thank you that Jesus' name is all powerful because it conquered death, hell, and the grave. Isn't that a little more exciting than God helped do something? Because there's faith involved in that kind of a prayer. And when you use the word of God, faith begins to rise and stir within our hearts. And we need to let faith arise. So the next one is pray in faith. Learn to pray in faith. God has given everyone sitting in this room, according to Romans chapter 12, the measure of faith. So nobody got gypped. Everybody got the same measure of faith. Think of it as, does everybody in this room have muscles? Yeah. What's what we do with those muscles that determine if we're strong or not? You know, if you aren't lifting any weights, your muscles probably are a little on the flabby side, sorry. If you are lifting one pound weights, well, that's better. If you're lifting 10 pound weights, that's even better. If you're lifting 12 pound weights, that's even better. Well, that's what happens. We're all given a measure of faith. And it's what we do with that faith that determines how we stand and how we pray. And so as we immerse ourselves in the word of God, as we begin to stand in faith, we begin to feel stronger and more confident in what and how we are praying. So as we begin to stand in faith, one of the things that I do is I keep a journal. I keep a journal of prayers that I've been standing in faith for, and then the answers that come. And then when the devil is sitting on my shoulder telling me, God's not gonna come through on this one, I go to my journal and I build my faith based on what I've seen God do in my life or in the lives of the people that I'm standing in the gap for. And then I just begin to pray out the things in my journal. On this date, God did this for me. When we didn't have any groceries, there were groceries that were brought to our house, and this is going back 35, 40 years. And I use that when I feel like maybe the enemy's trying to steal from us. It's like, you can steal, but God's gonna provide anyway. I thank you, God, that, that at this particular time, you healed my best friend of cancer. And by the way, my best friend, she passed away six years ago, but I am so excited. I've been standing in faith for who da her daughter who was diagnosed with cancer, and she's been fighting an awesome, tough battle. We got the great news on Thursday that when they went in to do surgery, 
no cancer in the lymph nodes. Amen. And so that's what you do is you build your faith. It's like, God, I thank you that when Sharon's babies were young and she was diagnosed that she wouldn't even live a few months, that she not only lived, she lived to see her first grandchild. Now her daughter has been healed of cancer. God, I thank you that this next person that I'm praying for, that there's healing coming in the name of Jesus because I have a faith track record that I can stand on and that's how we begin to pray. Prayer is not boring. Prayer is not hard, but it does take work. Okay? So that's the praying in faith. The next one is pray with confidence and boldness. See, as you pray the word, as you pray in faith, then you can begin to pray with boldness and confidence because you've got a track record. And you have a track record with God knowing that he has overcome, he has been faithful, and Lord, I may be facing this mountain right now, but as I face this mountain, I remember the mountain of my husband being sick for four years. I remember his car accident that brought forth the answer and how then he had surgery and now he's healed and he's whole. So this mountain that's in front of me right now is nothing because I know God through the name of Jesus. You have the power to just blast open that mountain and let me walk through victoriously. Prayer is an amazing, strong weapon given to us by God to live our lives successfully, cheerfully, boldly, and victoriously. And that is what we do. So pray with boldness and confidence. We learn the character of God through his word, standing in faith, and we can boldly stand in faith. One of my things that I love to pray is, I will not be moved. I am standing on Christ Jesus, the solid rock. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. Therefore, whatever happens, God is in it. God is in it. God is not, you know what? He was not surprised that I was going to be standing up here today, although I was. God wasn't. And God's in control. And hopefully what he's having me share this morning is a blessing. And I believe it will because he knew I was going to be here. Number four, pray with focus. James chapter one. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So, you know the thing, I wish I had brought a daisy with me. You know the thing, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves, okay. God will answer, God won't. God will answer, God won't. You know how some days you pray and it's like, yes, God's going to come through. And then you hit a little speed bump and you go, oh, well, maybe he won't come through for me today. You know, God will answer, God won't. And then when you get to the last one, hopefully it was God will answer. And whether it's whatever it is, it's God will answer. God answers our prayers. And so we have to stay focused when we're praying and keep fully engaged. So if you're praying for financial breakthrough, you don't start praying about Aunt Susie's big toe that got crushed last week. 
okay? What you do is you stay focused until you feel you have a release to pray something else. So what you'd begin to do is, Lord, we're facing this massive mountain. We have debt. Our finances don't meet our, our bills. God, your word says that if I tithe, if I bring my finance into the storehouse, if I bless you and your house, that you will pour out a blessing for me. And Lord, I'm believing that even though these numbers are kind of crazy right now, that somehow you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm standing in faith. I will not. I will not, I will not allow faith, fear to get in there. I'm going to stand firm in my faith and I will not be shaken and I will not be moved. And you just keep praying and praying and praying and praying until you have that breakthrough. What happens is too many of us go, oh, I guess he's not going to do it for me. Okay, fine. He'll, he'll do it for Judy, but he won't do it for me. Not true. What happens is we give up and quit too soon. God is a God who's sitting in heaven saying, I want to answer your prayers. I have a treasure chest full of answers for you. If you would just be persevering and following me, and though you may feel like you're walking through the darkness of night, I'm right there. I got your hand because my word says I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am always with you. And that means you. Yes, you. And he's walking with you whether you feel him or not. And what he's doing is he's taking you to this massive treasure chest of answers. And then when he throws open that lid, the light of God is going to consume whatever is in your way. Because he is a God who loves. He's a God who cares. He's a God who answers your prayers. Find scripture. Pray scripture. Get out your Bible and find scriptures on healing. Read stories of how the woman with the issue of blood was so desiring healing that she pushed through the crowd until she touched the hem of his garment and she got healing. Be that tenacious in everything you do when you pray. I am not going to let go. I am not going to release. I am not going to stop God until I have the answer. Keep pressing. Keep moving forward. She did that. And what did Jesus say? Daughter, your Faith has made you whole. Because when we move and function in faith, it is the faith that God in God that keeps us going. It's faith in God that keeps us moving. It's faith in God that puts passion within us. And then we don't quit until we have the answer. Know your position in Christ. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. He is God. And Jesus won the victory. And because Jesus won the victory, we are seated right there with Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is say, in Jesus' name, and the Father's ears are listening and ready to move and act on our behalf. So pray with focus. Release scriptures. Release scriptures. Think of it as this. This is the word of God. You're, you're, you've got your bow and arrow of prayer. The arrow is the Holy Spirit. And you are praying and you're pulling back that arrow. And when you release it in faith, the Holy Spirit goes and hits the target and brings the answer. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us. He's our helper. So when we don't know how to pray, ask the Holy Spirit how to pray. 
He will help you. So if we just apply these four things in our lives, we will have radical change in our prayer life. But too many of us are, don't raise your hand, but I want you to ask this question. Are you a reactionary prayer or a proactive prayer? Huge difference in your prayer life. Now, there's stuff that happens that we have to pray because something happened and we have to pray. That's reactionary. But if you stay and wait and pray only when everything is going wrong, everything is going to keep going wrong. You need to become a proactive prayer. I try my best to be a proactive prayer every day. Every morning I get up, I have my Bible study, I have my time of prayer. And in my time of prayer, I go through the list. God, I thank you that today my family will be in health. They will walk in healing. But sometimes we get sick, it happens. We will have healing today, that your goodness and your mercy surround all of my family today. Father, I thank you that as each one is in the car on their way to work, that they will have your protection all around them. Keep the crazies away from my family when they're in the car. Lord Jesus, I thank you that they will get from point A to point B safely, and they will get home again safely and return to their families. Father, I thank you for every one who is married in our household, beginning with us. I thank you for strong marriages, marriages that are on fire for you, marriages where we love each other, we care for one another, we have concern for one another. I come against the enemy and say, you may not have any of my children. You may not meddle in their marriage. Father, I thank you that their finances are met because they have a job, and I thank you that they have favor in their job. I do that every morning morning and I could keep going, but you probably don't want to know. So anyway, that's what you do is that's proactive. And then when something happens and you have to fight, you go into battle fighting knowing you've covered so many other things and that you can focus on whatever battle it is you're focusing on. Because even if you're proactive, you're going to have battles. It's just the way it is. Because I have news for everyone in this room. The devil hates all of us because we're God's children. Okay, so he's going to do everything he can to meddle with us. So one of the things that I want to concentrate on just a little bit here before we close is the names of God. This is such an awesome thing. I learned this years and years and years ago, how to pray the names of God as I'm praying. I don't do it all the time, but sometimes in my prayer, because I've learned these, I'm praying them. So let's just look at the names of God and just briefly look at them. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord is our righteousness. And you can read the scripture. So as you are praying, you can just go, God, I thank you that you are my righteousness. I have right standing in you because Jesus Christ died on the cross, and you just keep praying that way. So you can pray the name of God. Because what happens is when you pray the names of God, you are getting the character of God down within you. So that when you pray about Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord is my righteousness, you are telling yourself God has given me right standing. He has given me right standing 
because of Jesus Christ. And so I have right standing to go to the Father and ask. Next one, Jehovah Makadesh, the God who sanctifies and set apart. Everyone in this room has, who has Jesus Christ in their life is sanctified and set apart. That is means to make holy, to give authority to. He sets us apart. We are special, and because we are special, because we are his children, we're set apart. And he is our sanctification. Jehovah Shalom, he's the God of our peace. Boy, I tell you, when fear tries to set in, I start praying, I'm thankful, God, that you are my peace. You are my peace that passes understanding. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you and your peace are there, and I can just go, just breathe. God's got this. I don't have to have fear. I don't have to walk in anxiety because I have God's peace. The Bible says that he gives us peace. Isaiah 26 says he keeps us in perfect peace. So read scriptures on peace. Find out what the God of peace is for you and how he can bring peace in the most traumatic, traumatic times. When Dale had his... Um, tumor removed from his head. My sister, who has had several traumatic things happen in her family, she called me that morning. She goes, here's what you need to do. She said, I know you're praying. I know God's giving you peace. But whenever you start to feel anxious, she said, get up and walk away from the family. She goes, walk down the hall and ask God for his peace. And I was fine. I mean, I said goodbye to Dale, knowing I might not ever see him again. And our whole family prayed, and we sat down, and we were in the waiting room, and I was just fine. I was reading, reading some scriptures, and I was fine. And, and now it's awesome when you have a loved one who has surgery because they let you know what's happening. And I'm like, okay, they moved him from the prep room to he's now in the OR, and they're working on getting him prepped, et cetera, et cetera. And then the text came that it was the heart of the surgery. Instantly, fear gripped my heart. Because I'm like, ooh, this is, this is the, the time that I've been waiting for because I'm believing for his healing. But this is the time where it could be bad. So I said, excuse me, everybody. <laughs> and I got up and I walked the hall. I have no idea how long I was gone. Couldn't begin to tell you. But I did not leave that hallway until I had a peace that passed understanding. And I walked back knowing God's got this, whatever it means. God's got this. I have his peace. And y'all know that he made it through fine. But that's what the peace of God does for us. Jehovah Shammah. God who's always there. It doesn't matter how you feel when you're walking through your trials and your whatever it is, the mountains. It does matter, but it really doesn't because God is always there. He's got this. So if you have a loved one who's been diagnosed with something that is hard, God's got this. If you have a financial situation, 
God's got this. He's always there. Whether you feel him or not, his promise is that he's there. So you just start praying, God, I thank you that you're always here, that you are Jehovah Shammah. You are always here. You are always here. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. First Peter talks about how by his stripes we are healed. God, I thank you that there is healing in your name, that I do not have to worry about whether you are a God who heals because you are a God who heals. Through the stripes of Jesus, it says I have healing. So I am going to walk in faith that I have healing, whatever that looks like. Because you see, once again, sometimes... We may not appreciate it, but sometimes God brings healing by taking our loved one to heaven. God always brings healing. It may not always be the way we want, but we fight the good fight, believing for healing all the time because God is the God who heals and because Jesus took those horrible stripes on his back so that we could have healing. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. God, I don't care what my, my checkbook says. I know that you are the God who provides. I bring your tithe into, see, this is why tithing's important. Just hear me out. If you are not tithing or giving, I encourage you to for your own sake because God is our provider, and there are scriptures that we can stand on when we bring the tithe into God's house. And so when I pray, because I do bring my tithe and offerings into God's house, and I do support people in ministry, I am standing on firm foundation that, God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. You will provide for me in ways that I have no idea how you're going to do it. <clears throat> you're going to bring in the suddenlies. You will surprise me with whatever it takes to keep me floating, to keep my house, to keep my car. Help me to be a better steward of your money. Where can I cut back? Where can I make changes? But God, I thank you that you are the God who provides. And I cannot tell you how many times that we have been at the end of what the checkbook says. And we have walked to our mailbox and unexpectedly, there's a check that covers the rest of the bills that we weren't expecting. Or someone said, God put you on my heart and here's just a little something for you. And so we have to stand and believe that God's our provider without wavering, just going, God, you got this? I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you're going to do it. Jehovah Nissi. God is our banner. I love this one. Have you ever like gone to another city or been in a grocery store and struck up a conversation with somebody and you walk away or in the middle of the conversation, you find out they're believers too? God's the banner. And I think those banners attract because it's God is our banner. And so sometimes we meet these awesome, amazing people that we never would have met. But because God's their banner and he's your banner, you get to meet and enjoy one another's company. And because it's your banner, have you, this has happened to me. Has this ever happened to you? I've been in a grocery store and the lady, the checkout lady, she's like, chatty, 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 so happy with the person next, to, right in front of me. And I get up there and I go, hello, how are you? And they don't even respond. Zoom. 
Just get her out of here as fat. That's because my banner is showing. And then the person after me, she's like, well, hello, how are you? And I'm like, huh, oh, well, she didn't like the banner that says I belong to God. You know, so it's, it's just crazy. But you walk around with this banner that you can't see that says you're God's child. Jehovah Rohi, he's your shepherd. Jehovah Adonai, he is your master. He's your shepherd. He's your master. That is so awesome because a shepherd takes care of a sheep, protects them, feeds them, leads them to water, and oh yes, corrects them when they need the correcting. And have you ever been in where sheep are at or watched sheep? Sometimes I'm not sure I appreciate that he calls us sheep because sometimes sheep are pretty dumb. But... He still loves and cares for us. And he goes, oh, there goes my sandy sheep again. Come back here, girl. You know, but thank goodness that he's got that little hook that he brings us back. So you thank him for that. Thank you for him for being your master, your Lord, your savior, your deliverer, the person who protects you. And El Elyon the Most High God. Thank Him that He is the Most High God, that there is none besides Him. And as you pray all these names of God, faith begins to build within you. Faith begins to rise. Confidence in who your God is. You know, when you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, have you ever wondered how they were able to say, we won't bow and we won't bend. And even if you throw us in that fiery furnace, we won't do it. It's because they knew who their God was. And if God saved them, fabulous. If he didn't, fabulous. They would be with God. Either way, God was in control and they knew it. So they were thankful for the God who was their God. Elohim, the God who is creator. Aren't you so happy God created you with all your beautiful gifts, talents, and abilities. Thank him for that. And because he created you with all those awesome gifts, talents, and abilities, not only thank him for it, ask him to help you discover more. See, I think we discover one or two gifts and we become happy with them. I think God's got a whole bunch in every single one of us, and he wants us to grow and learn and discover and go on this awesome treasure hunt for our gifts, talents, and abilities, and he will bring them. El Shaddai, God Almighty, the all-sufficient one, that just sums it all up. God is everything. God is everywhere. God loves us all. And we need to thank him and praise him and honor him for that. In closing, I just want to hit a few more things. Talking about scripture prayers, I want to go back to scripture prayers because I believe that scripture prayers really are one of the keys to a strong, strong, strong prayer life for believers. Scripture builds your faith in God because Jesus won the battle at the cross and he gave us his victory. He builds our faith and we can walk in victory. And we're not alone in quoting scripture. If you read the New Testament, Jesus quoted scripture. Jesus quoted scripture to the devil. We should remember to fight the enemy with scripture and not our heads. Moses, David, Paul, Old Testament prophets, 
all knew and understood the power that is found in this book. And if you're not in this book on a consistent basis, you are cheating yourself. You're not cheating God. You're cheating yourself. Because in here is everything you and I need to live our lives victoriously in this world. In this book is everything that we can find to help us walk through every one of life's challenges. And so I encourage you, and it's so much easier now. Years ago, you used to have to have Strong's Concordance or a Young's Concordance, and you'd have to go, okay, I want to look up healing. And you go, now you just go to BibleGateway.com, type in healing, and whoop, there it all is for you. So much easier. Also, memorize scripture. You are not always going to have this thing in your hand. You are not going to always have this Bible in your hand. So start memorizing scripture. Put yourself back in Sunday school and start memorizing scripture again. I have recently started doing that again because I began to find out that I'm quoting scriptures, and then I go to look it up and like, huh. And then I go to Bible Gateway and type in what I can remember, and then I'm like, Oh, I got that wrong. So you have to keep it in your head. Keep memorizing. Keep refreshing your memory. And when you pray, use scripture. Use it all. As much as you have within you, use it. And then glean and learn and grow more in your study of the Bible. Jesus defeated the devil the enemy in the wilderness because he knew scripture and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written because when he quoted scripture, he was quoting the word of God. So here's a cool thing. Bible tells us this is God breathed, right? We should quote God's scripture to him because if we want answers to prayer, the best way I know how to get an answer to prayer is to remind Jesus and God what's said in this word. So we learn the word, we pray the word, we remind God of his word. And what does the Bible say? God watches over his word to perform it, to make it come to pass. So if you really, and if I really want answers to prayer, I will get in this wonderful book of gold. And I will find scripture verses that pertain to my need, what I need an answer for, and then I will start praying God's word, his spoken word, to me, back to him, because he watches over his word to perform it on my behalf and his behalf. And the Bible says his word does not go void. It does not return void, but it goes out and it accomplishes that which it was sent to do. So if you want answers to prayer and you aren't getting the answers, go in this book and find those scriptures and start praying the word of God. And my, my thing too is pray out loud. Many of us, 
I know I used to do this. I used to sit in my little chair at home, fold my hands, and pray quietly. And that's okay. But something happens in your spirit when you go before the Lord and say, good morning, Lord. I thank you today that I woke up. That's a good place to start. Not everybody wakes up the next morning. I thank you that I woke up this morning. Father, your word says that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of God. I'm your child. That makes me a child in right standing with you. And therefore, I am asking you, where are my footsteps supposed to go today? What am I supposed to do today? What am I supposed to accomplish today? And so, again, we are using God's word speaking it out, because now that we're speaking it out, we're hearing it as well, and it reinforces it into our heart. And so as we pray, we want to pray out loud as much as possible. I mean, there are times, like in the hospital, if I had started belting out in the hallway, they probably would have taken me to the loony bin. So you don't want to do that. So you got to use wisdom. But when you're at home, pray out loud. Pray scriptures because it's God's authority to you and you're praying it back to him. God's written word is so, so, so powerful. Isaiah 55, 11 says this, so my word shall be that goes forth from my mouth and it shall not return void. You should underline that in your Bible. It shall not return void but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which it was sent. When we pray the word of God, and he hears, and he answers, it prospers our life. It prospers the people that we're praying for. It brings amazing victory every single time. When we pray the word of God, it releases life, not just life, but God life into our situation. I am not smart enough to pray my way out of a situation, but if I use God's word, he's smart enough to bring me out of that situation victoriously, victoriously, because he brings light into our darkness. So in closing, what are your next steps? Well, I want you to think about what number you circled when I first asked you. And if you are currently a crisis prayer, I'm glad you're praying. That's awesome. But please move to the next level where you Pray more often, where you go from not praying at all or hardly ever accepting a crisis to where you're praying occasionally. Then move to the consistent prayer, where you're praying with consistency. Then move to where you are passionate about your prayers and the people you're praying for. And then move into intercessory prayer. That is a whole nother teaching on a whole nother level. But there is nothing more exciting than standing in the gap for someone else. It's awesome to pray for yourself and your family, but standing in the gap for somebody else. And one of the things that I have learned in my life is 
when you see an ambulance go by and if their sirens are going, that means it's a life and death situation. As soon as I see an ambulance that I hear the sirens, I start praying, God, I don't know who's in there. I don't know what's going on, but I do know it's a life and death situation. So first of all, I pray for their salvation, that if this Whatever injury or sickness is unto death, I pray that they come to know you first before they go. If not, Lord, I pray for the technicians that are in the ambulance. I pray for the nurses and the doctors that they would have wisdom from on high to know what to do, how to save this person's life. And I, every now and then I'm sure I miss one, but that has now become a habit. What is that? That is an intercessory prayer standing in the gap for someone I don't even know. And who knows, maybe someday I'll get a tap on my shoulder in heaven and they'll go, you know that ambulance? And I'll go, which one? But, um, you know, because I think God's going to share with people, you're here because these people have prayed for you. And I want to be one of those people that they go, you prayed for me and you didn't even know me. So what are we going to do? We're going to memorize scripture. We're going to meditate on God's Word. We're going to go deep, deep, deep within our spirit man, meditating on God's Word. And we're going to personalize our prayers using Scripture. And if we do these things, your prayer life, my prayer life, will dramatically change and it won't stay the same. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Life on the Run. Find show notes, video, and much more on our website at eplife.org. Join our Facebook community at eplife.org forward slash Facebook. To support the work and ministry of Life Church, head to eplife.org forward slash giving. Life Church is located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and our weekly services are at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And join us next week for Life on the Run podcast so that you can leave your mark on the world by hitting the brakes increasing your faith, and living out your life for Christ.